I communicate these words of Torah in the wake of the tragic Marin incident, which saw the deaths of many and the injuries of many more, this Lagba Omer. These words of Torah should be in Schloss as Rafua Shlema for those who were injured at Meron, and it should be a Schloss for an Aliyah for the Neshama of those who unfortunately were killed in Meron. Now, this tragedy stings doubly as Lagba Omer is otherwise known as a time of Simcha following an already extended period of mourning. And although there are perhaps many appropriate reactions and responses to the event, here are some thoughts based on Parshas Emor and Lagbomer, which can hopefully serve as a source of some inspiration for these times. The truth is that the basis for the Simchat Lagbomer is itself obscure and appears ironic at the outset. The mourning period of the first 32 days of Sviras Omer is due to the deaths of Rabbi Akiva's 24,000 students. The deaths famously seized on Lagbomer, but that is because there were literally no more students left to die. They were all dead. How then can we express the emotion of Simcha in the face of obvious tragedy? Perhaps a model for the unique challenge we face can be found in the Kohen Gadol. Parshas Emor describes the sensitive laws of the Kohanim, and among them, a Kohen may not contract ritual impurity from the dead unless he is in the process of tending to his immediate relatives or an otherwise unattended dead body, a mes mitzvah. However, the Kohen Gadol could not become ritually impure even for his relatives. That is apparently because his elevated level of holiness requires him to maintain his ritual purity at all times. Indeed, he must always be prepared to engage in the avoda, the ritual service. In a similar model, we learned on the day of the deaths of Nadav and Aviyu that even when tragedy strikes, the avoda must go on. Thus, Aaron and his sons, the Kohen Gadol and his Kohanic family were prohibited from mourning that day. But why exactly couldn't they mourn and tend to their befallen loved ones when that would have been the most natural and presumably appropriate response? What about their charge and calling to engage in the Anavoda required them to withhold these human expressions of grief? You have a Pasuk that states, Ivdu es Hashem b'simcha. And very simply, perhaps it is this Pasuk in Tehillim, Ivdu es Hashem b'simcha, serve Hashem with happiness. That holds the answer to our question. Apparently, where there is a voda, there must be simcha. In other words, even in the face of tragedy, the avoda must go on. And that means that as incredibly difficult as it sometimes is, for the sake of the avoda, a degree of simcha must be maintained. Related, the Gemara in Yoma, which actually appeared in Daf Yomi this week, the Gemara explores whether or not the Kohen Gadol could perform a ritual service in the event that he loses an immediate relative, making him an onin, which is the status of a mourner pre-burial. Seeing as he may not consume the karbonos when he is an onin, perhaps he should also be disqualified from the avoda. The Gemara discusses whether or not the case should be different on Yom Kippur when no one is eating anyway. However, the Gemara challenges this hypothetical comparison based on a complicated technical discussion recorded earlier pertaining to a coin gadol who, for various reasons, might have needed to issue a conditional bill of divorce to his wife before Yom Kippur, which would theoretically take effect on Yom Kippur. Very simply, the Gemara argues that if the coin gadol technically divorced his wife, he would not become an onin, and therefore would not be prohibited from consuming the karbanos. The Gemara's response to this challenge is so down-to-earth, it's stunning. Explains the Gemara, 
Granted, Aninos, or the owning status, does not take effect, but is he not mentally burdened? Explains Rashi, even if the Kohen Gadol was not technically an owning, the avoda of consuming the Karbonos must be performed with Simcha, which cannot be done if this Kohen Gadol is emotionally plagued by the death of his former wife. What is the point? Where there is avoda, there has to be Simcha. And if the Kohen Gadol, the superhuman of Klal Yisrael, cannot live up to these superhuman expectations, then he simply cannot perform the avoda. Now, maintaining simcha in every avoda is a tremendously challenging avoda in its own right. And although that may be perhaps too much to require of most humans, for Rabbi Akiva as well, for the sake of Torah, the avoda had to go on. Yes, he lost 24,000 Talmidim, and by all logic, there is no reason to celebrate once they've depleted. But, Lagbomer was the day that Rabbi Akiva turned the page and started over with a select few Talmidim, because indeed, the Avoda had to go on, and that meant that some Simcha had to remain intact, even in the face of tragedy. And perhaps if he could not muster up the Simcha to teach Torah again, we would no longer have the Torah as we know it. Now, although the conservation and continuity of Torah is something that is certainly worth celebrating, we can appreciate the challenge of mustering up simcha in the face of tragedy, especially right now. And perhaps the halacha was sensitive to this challenge, because if one looks closely at the Ramah's language, he writes precisely that on Magwa Omer, Marbimbo kitsas simcha. We increase rejoicing slightly. Indeed, there is no question as to the tragedy that took place. The emotional struggle is real, but there are times when the avoda must go on, and when we try ever so slightly to increase our simcha somewhat to perform and properly celebrate that avoda, may we all be zelcha to not only celebrate both our avoda and happier times in general, but to celebrate the restoration of the true avoda and the happiest times with the geula and the coming of Mashiach. Have a great Shabbos and a